tonight. Let's get our Bibles and turn to the book of Psalms, chapter number 73. Psalms and chapter number 73 in your Bible tonight. Psalms and chapter 73. And I'm thankful, and it's a blessing to be back here again this year. I've been here every year since you started, and I believe, is that right? And uh, I am so thankful to be back here again. I do apologize. We're going to have to be leaving right after I get done. And I've got a funeral to preach. A precious man in our church passed away and uh, been with us for 15 years. And uh, we are going to be preaching his funeral in the morning. And so we'll be driving back, getting home 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be doing our best to celebrate his life and uh, to try to win his family. You pray for us. We'd love to see some of his family get saved in this funeral. You say, preacher, a funeral is no place to see somebody get saved. Well, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that, considering I've got a Bible, and every time Jesus showed up at a funeral, people were getting saved. And so I have to say it's a good place for somebody to be saved. Let's stand together. Psalm 73 in your Bible, and we're going to start in verse number 1. And I have preached this message around this country. Uh, uh, in different camp meetings and so forth. And I'm sure that there's going to be somebody here tonight that's going to say, I heard this message before. Uh, well, all I can say is, is you didn't do nothing about it the first time, so God's got me preaching it to you again. Amen. I, that wasn't mean. Was that mean? Did you, I didn't think, okay. Psalm 73. If you found your place, say, I'm there. Look what the Bible says in verse number 1. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. I'm interested in these verses here that that explain to me he must not have a clean heart because in verse 1 he's saying that God's good to Israel and those that have clean hearts But he says, but as for me, he's got something going on in his heart. He's got something that is is between him and God. And because of that, it has caused him uh, uh, to almost be gone and to well nigh slip. I know we're looking through this congregation and, and we can see all the people that are here and we can say, preacher, there's probably nobody underneath this uh, roof tonight that... uh, is about to quit, but I've been doing this too long, Brother Jones, and I know I've preached in our church, and I've had people quit that a week before I never would have dreamed uh, that they would have been the ones that were struggling and that they were almost gone, and so I feel like God wants me to preach tonight, uh, and I believe there's going to be more than one, Uh, and as a matter of fact, I believe that every person underneath this tent can get some help from this message tonight. I believe that if you're not uh, uh, slipping, uh, uh, that you're to take note because this message may keep you from uh, uh, slipping away. Uh, and all the meetings that I preach throughout the years, uh, I go from a church uh, and, uh, man, we'll have a great meeting uh, and I'll come back the next year uh, and I'll say, where's brother so-and-so at? Where's that lady that shouted so much last year? Where's that young family that was on the altar filled up with God? Where's that man that that couldn't sit still? And the preachers will bow their head. Tears will come to their eyes. A lump in their throat and a quiver of their voice. Their lip begin to shake and they'll begin almost to weep and say, they're gone, preacher. 
I'm going to preach for just a few minutes tonight. Preachers, listen. I just heard just this week that another preacher is gone. I'm preaching tonight on almost gone. Let's pray and you can be seated. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, again tonight, Lord, we're thankful. Again, so thankful, God, that you've let us come. Uh, And Lord, I don't want to preach tonight. Lord, I want you to preach. And so Lord, I'm going to give you my body, a living sacrifice. I'm praying God that the Holy Spirit of God would take over my body and use my mind and my voice, my abilities tonight. And God, that you would speak to your people. And God, for those, Lord, that are struggling, those that are straying, those that are looking away, getting their eyes off of you. God, that you may take this message and God that you might stir their hearts get their minds back on you and God that you may salvage someone from going in a wreck I pray God tonight now Lord if there be anyone lost they'd be saved and God again for the saints of God they'd be strengthened and for that God will give you glory and we'll praise you and we'll tell everybody all around the country that you did it all in Jesus name we pray amen and amen all right you can be seated I've got to hurry. He said, I've only got two hours. <laughs> My watch has quit. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. It might have had something to do with me pulling that little thing out on the side. Amen. I'm interested tonight. Here in verse number one, uh, truly God is good. Can anybody say amen to that? Uh, He's good to Israel. He's good to us. He's good to people. Uh, Amen. Such are a clean heart. Uh, uh, But then I notice in verse number two uh, uh, that Asaph begins to uh, to tell us his story. Uh, I want to say this to you and listen to me real good tonight. Uh, There's something special uh, in our Bible when God will allow men to pin down their personal uh, accounts of their life. Uh, I'll be honest with you. uh, Brother Morgan, if he was to tell me to write my story, uh, tell something, Brother Frazier, hey man, I'm going to make another chapter. I know he's not, but if he said, uh, I want you to write something about yourself in there, uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, I probably wouldn't tell you uh, one of my faults and failures. Uh, Hey man, I'd probably tell you about something good that I've done. Uh, Hey man, I got this feeling if Brother Morgan, uh, hey man, was going to write a chapter in the Bible, uh, I don't think Brother Morgan, I would tell you his lowest point in his life. Uh, He'd probably want to tell you about about when he preached and those 70 people got saved. Amen. And so sure enough, amen, I'm thankful when God allows me and women, amen, in our Bible, amen, to give us their experiences. Amen. And it doesn't matter whether it's David killing a giant and you turn a few chapters, amen, and he's committing adultery and he's at the lowest part of his life. God allows these stories, amen, to help us and to keep us, amen, on the right trail. So sure enough, we're going to look at Asaph's life tonight. And let me tell you a little bit about Asaph. I looked up his name in proper names. It means collector. Amen. Asaph was the song leader for David's choir. My, 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 he must have been a special man for for David, a man that was after God's own heart, a spiritual man in our Bible, amen, that he chose and wanted Asaph as the one, amen, to set the stage, if you would, amen, to make presence 
preparation, amen, for the meeting, amen, at the house of God. And so sure enough, Asaph was a special man. Asaph, God used him to pin down many of the psalms that we're seeing here in the book of Psalms are credited to Asaph. Asaph was a great man. Asaph wasn't wicked. Asaph wasn't, amen, some kind of ungodly deceiver. Amen. Asaph was a good man of God and a man and a true Christian, a true believer in God. And so sure enough, Asaph begins to tell us his story. Number one, we see here in verse number three, he says, my, I was almost gone, my feet had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish. I was envious. If you're taking any notes tonight, amen, and you ought to, amen, you're going to need this. If you don't need it now, you're going to need this. Amen. You may know somebody needs it. Amen. You may be able to sit down with somebody, amen, and go down these verses and help somebody. And so sure enough, the first thing that Asaph started to stray away, he started being envious of the foolish. In other words, he got to looking at the lost and got to wanting what they had. Amen. I see here, it says here, how when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, when he saw how much that they had, Brother Earwood, when he saw all the, the, the things that they had, the prosperity that they had, amen, his mind began to stray from what was right and what was godly. And that started, that started, amen, that dirtiness in his heart. I can kind of picture it this way. I don't know how to make illustrations in the days of Asaph, but I can give you illustrations in our days. I can picture Asaph. Amen. He's got a humble little place, maybe a little old trailer. Amen. Him and his family living in a trailer. Got an old 72 Dodge Dart. Amen. With a slant six. Amen. Six cylinder in it. One of those with a starter on the top. And you hit it and it goes, choo, 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 choo. And I can picture him. Amen. Maybe he's in the house and he's uh, putting plastic uh, around the windows called uh, winter times are coming. He's got that little strips of cardboard. Uh, hey man, and he's rolling it. Y'all, does anybody know what I'm talking about? And he's rolling up them little strips of cardboard. Hey, man, he's got the staple gun, slapping it into the paneling, putting a little duct tape. Hey, man, noticing that he'd peeled some of the paneling off last year when he'd done that, and so he's trying to be careful. And then he glances through the window, and he looks across the road. Across the road, my, 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 here's a guy that's moved in and he's got a, a, a basically a mansion across the road. And now this man's lost and wicked and he doesn't tithe and he doesn't give demissions and he sure ain't going to help nobody. He won't even leave a few extra cents on the little tray down at the gas station. He won't even give an extra 50 cents at the Goodwill. This man, though, is rich and he's prosperous and he glanced through the plastic and he notices over there, amen, they're unloading the brand new set of four-wheelers for the entire family. And he's noticing that they've just delivered, amen, that brand new lawnmower. Now he's thinking about that lawnmower he's got. He's thinking about that push mower that he's got, that old, that old one he got from Walmart, amen, Matt Murray. And it's got that three-horsepower motor on it, 
Hey, man, the muffler fell off a few years ago. It rusted off. And one of the plastic wheels, hey, man, it cracked. And it does this as he tries to push it. And it won't stay adjusted. And so he cuts the yard kind of sideways. And he gets to thinking about how he went out there and tried to start it. And when he tried to, the rope broke off. Hey, man, and he's sitting there looking at it. And he glances over across the road. And this guy has just got into the Laser Z9000. 750 horsepower. His has a 20-inch cut. This guy's got a 184-inch cut. Before he lays down the two sides, wings. That thing starts up. It's got a cab on it, air conditioning. Hey, man, stereo. Hey, man, vibrating seat. Massage therapy going on. Hey, man, lunch, dinner, push a button, cruise control. Hey, man, he's got it all. He's over there trying to figure out how he's going to wind that spring back up. Say, man, man, if you ever done that, how you going to get that spring back around there and get that rope back up in there and try to get that thing started? And he's over there idling out through the with the Z9000 laser. And he said, man, what I'd give to just have a, a riding lawnmower, let alone the one that I've got. He, he, he turns around, uh, uh, watching through the window, trying to see what else is going across the road, uh, and he staples his finger uh, into the panel and pulls it back, sticks it in his mouth, and realizes uh, that it's bleeding, uh, and he's got it in his mouth, uh, and so he's looking for a Band-Aid. Uh, hey, man, and he's, uh, he, he, he's holding on to this, and then he gets to hear it as he starts up. Uh, hey, man, that, that boat that they just delivered to him, uh, my, 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 uh, this boat has four 200-horsepower engines on it. Uh, hey, man. And, and they have designed this specifically for him. Hey man, this thing has every trinkly toy on it you can imagine. And then he gets to thinking about that boat that he bought down at Lowe's. That little plastic one that had the paddles on it. And how that it worked real good two times and then it flooded. Hey man, and that's, now it's full of water and he can't figure out how to get it out. I mean, he's struggling. Are y'all listening to me? He's struggling. His wife says, honey, we need to go to church. And she starts out through there. She's got a baby on this side, holding another one right here. Got a diaper bag, amen, like this. And she's making her way out towards the car. Amen. He goes out, jumps in it, blows the horn, says, hurry up, honey. We're going to be late for church. I figured he'd get real quiet on that. He hits that starter. Sure, 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 sure. He gets out of that old Dodge Dart. Hey, man, slams the door and the window rattles and falls down in there and you can't get it back out. He's huffing and blowing. He turns around, looks across the road. The guy waves at him from across the road in his brand new Porsche. He just drives a Porsche on Sunday because the Bentley, hey, man, is for the weekdays. The Alfa Romero, hey, man, is for vacations only. And he watches as he's as he pulls out and he notices that he's over there, hey man, trying to get the hood up on it. He's unmasked his finger. Hey man, he's finally got the hood up. Hey man, he stepped in dog crap. Say hey man right there. Hey man, he's got it all over his shoe. Oh man, oh no, not again, Tim. <laughs> Honey, you got any baby wipes? 
He realizes as he pops the hood up that his antifreeze has leaked out. He's over there twisting like he thinks it's going to help to twist on the battery. Hey man, he glances over. Hey man, he toots the horn, waves at him, ribs up that Porsche. And he eases out, squeals the tire, and takes off. He thought, only way I could squeal a tire on my Dodge Dart is if I'm being dragged by somebody. we got to hurry. We're going to be late and I'm the song leader. She says, honey, calm down. It's going to be okay. I am calm. And I can see him as he finally gets the booster cables out, flags somebody down that comes by. Uh, they pull over. Uh, Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, amen. He runs his hand there trying to talk to him. Uh, amen. Skips it on the fan blade. Uh, amen. Shears it off. A uh, man on his knuckle. Uh, amen. He's still sucking on that thumb with the, amen, with the uh, staple holes in the back of it. Uh, amen. He goes around. Uh, Honey, did you have any wipes? I don't think I got a stick trying to dig out of them cracks. He said, I'd have another pair of shoes if I hadn't gave so much missions last week. That missions conference. And I gave everything. I don't know why I decided, amen, that God told me to give that much. But then he goes over and finally gets the car started, starts down the road. My, my, my. He sees a, hey, man, that guy come back by. He's got a party going on. Man, I'm telling you, he's got a busload of people coming. Hey, man, they got the rap music going. You know what rap music is, don't you, sir? I've told it here before. Hey, man, it's a baboon brushing its teeth. That's what rap music is. I got one back there. Hey, buddy, it's okay to smile. It's okay, brother. I know. What kind of a preacher we got here, hey, man? A real one. It's reality. And he's got it all. And he makes his way to church. He gets that little dodge. It finally, it won't turn off. (laughs) Pulls up in the parking lot. Turns the key off, but it's decided it's not going to let go this time. Everybody's looking. Clunk, 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 clunk. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Please, please, would you die? Clunk, 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 clunk. His wife, she just slid down the seat. Please tell me nobody's looking. Please tell me. Clunk, 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 clunk. And they got to looking at the prosperity of the foolish. Went to church and done his best. Got up, man, he could do all of that. Amen. Matthew, praise God. He could do it both hands at the same time. Amen. And then he'd come back home, amen, and he'd sit there and look across the road. 
while they're partying and screaming and hollering, having themselves a time. Hey man, big, big Olympic-sized swimming pool. Hey man, he's got his kids one. It's six inches deep. It's that little plastic one this big. Hey man, but the dog came by. <laughs> Honey, we got to do something about this dog. And everything that can go wrong goes wrong. Honey, Susie broke her tooth the other day riding the tricycle, and they take her to the dentist. The dentist? Yeah, I've got to take her to the dentist. Okay. Bubba, he done wore out his shoe again. Did the dog have something to do with that? It's life. If you're not careful now, if you're not careful... You'll get to looking at the prosperity of the lost. And you'll say, how come they've got so much? How come I'm struggling? Here I am tithing and giving and giving to missions. Amen. And I'm, I'm hey, they take up an offering every other week, seems like, for somebody. Hey, we're going to help somebody. So we're going to help so-and-so. Amen. Hey, let's go down there to the camp meeting down there. John Morgan's going to be down there. Hey, let's go get down there. And he said, hey, let's help somebody. Who will give $100? And you know that's all you got. But God says, give them the $100. But Lord, the dog. And then you get it, get it out and peel it out, put it in the plate and watch it as it goes down through there. Huh? You don't even know how you're going to get home. Can't pick up cans in the night. And you get back home and here he is over there. The stench of marijuana. Everybody's giggling over there and they're laughing. Huh? The rock music is blaring. Huh? Hey man, that party's going on constantly. Huh? Hey man, his house could swallow your house. Hey man, huh? he wouldn't use your trailer for a shed. Are y'all listening? He's got it all. And then you come to find out, hey, this new guy that's moved in across the road, hey, man, he's down there on the job where you're at. And you've been working for that promotion for years and hoping and praying that you'll get that $5 an hour raise by getting that promotion. But then you realize they brought him in for it. And he's your new boss. And he says, you look familiar. I don't know you, sir. I don't have any idea. I've never seen you before in my life. And he says, you got a dog? <laughs> you have to admit it. You tell him, yeah, I, I got that house across the road from you. House? I hadn't noticed no house over. I've seen that little camper. That's my trailer. That's a trailer? And so he got to being envious at the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. Amen, I see here he got envious of the power that they had. Not only the prosperity that they enjoyed, but the power that they had. Again, now he's the new boss down on the job. Verse number five says, they're not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued. In other words, they're Democrats. Amen. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Amen. Man, they're not in trouble like uh, the others. They're, they're Democrats. Is that okay to say that? Okay, okay. Hey Amen. I didn't get as much excitement out of that. They didn't get in trouble. It says they're not plagued. 
They're, uh, he's envious of their, of their prosperity and power and pluglessness. And then their pride. Verse number 6 says, Therefore pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walketh through the earth. Everything that I'm taught not to be, they are. And they've got everything. And I'm struggling. And I don't understand. And I know I'm not supposed to ask questions. But Asaph is struggling. Brother Vines, he is well nigh slipped. He is almost gone. What that simply means in the original is he's almost about to quit. He's thinking about not even going next week. Are y'all listening? Is anybody still with me? Amen. He's thinking about, hey, why don't I just go be like they are? And why am I putting so much energy and effort into this if it really doesn't pay? And so he's almost ready to quit and give up. Thank God that's not the end of the story. I see here is envy. He's envious of their pride. He's envious even of their perverted speech. In verse number 8 down through verse number 11. But then I see number 2, the effects of his envy. Now his mind is off of God. Now his heart is not clean like it once was. And now I see as he begins to ponder on these things. Verse number 15 says, amen, or excuse me, I see the cleansing is in question. I see in verse 13, I see the chastening of the Lord begins. Look at verse number 13. Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. As simple as this, Asaph has watched them in their prosperity and his mind and his heart has got away from God and because it has, now God begins to chase. Not only does he not have and enjoy, Brother Mark, that prosperity, but now he's struggling because God is chastening. The chastening of God has begun in his life. He's peeking out through the plastic, amen, to watch the, the sights across the road, and God, pow, God busts him. And he turns around and says, what? I didn't do it. I, I'm not doing it. I, and God reminds him I, that you're thinking it. You see, if you're a real child of God, if you're really saved, uh, amen, uh, God, amen, will speak to you. Uh, and hey, when you're not doing right, God will let you know it. I just preached last night at Victory, the church I pastor on dogs and hogs. Amen. The dog returns to its vomit. And the reason it returns is because it's a dog. The dog vomits it. I think this pleasant. Amen. The dog vomits it. That dog. There's that dog again. The dog vomits it. And uh, because it vomits it out, it feels better on the inside. How many times, Brother Allen, have you had somebody at your church tell you they feel better? They don't even come back that night. Amen. 
Brother Brown, how many times does somebody come? And I mean, they're weeping and crying on your altar. Right? And you go down and pray with them. They do everything seemingly right. And you say, man, honey, I believe they got saved. And you're excited. I believe they'll be back tonight. She says, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it's the other way. She says, hey, that woman got in. She'll be back tonight. And you'll say, I don't know. And sure enough, they return back to their vomit. You want to know why? Because they're dogs. And then there's hogs. Hogs clean up on the outside. You can make a hog pretty, clean, wash that thing down. Hey, man, put a pink ribbon on its head. Hey, man, even spray it down with Tommy Hilfiger. Or is it finger? Tommy Hilfiger? But you know what that thing will do as soon as it gets a chance, don't you? Soon as it gets a crack in the fence or move from the door, boom, that thing's back through there and it runs back to the hog pen, dives in, does a backstroke. Amen, in that slopping waller. You don't know why? Because it's a hog. Dogs and hogs. Amen. But see, when you truly get saved, amen, you're not a dog or a hog anymore. No Asaph, amen, he's watched and he's looked and now he's strayed. His, his feet had well nigh slipped, amen. He's not as close to God as he once was. His heart now is darkened and it's not clean. In other words, hey, Asaph is, is going away. Asaph is going to be the story preachers are going to preach about. Oh, I wish I could get this across to everybody. I'll tell you what really bothers me, preacher, is to come back the next year and they're gone. Tears my wife's hearts out. We'll go back to the, to, the, to the room at nights and cry because what about that brother? What about that sister? What about that family? What about that preacher? Before Senate Blue died, he called me one day. He said, preacher, I need to talk to you. I said, what is it, brother? He said, I just got five phone calls five phone calls of preachers that had messed up. Hey, preacher, listen to this preacher. Hey, Christian, listen to me. Hey, listen to me. Amen, you may think that you're not going to fall. And when you think you can't fall, that's when you're ready to do it. Had a preacher preach at my church. If I named him, you would know him. You probably preached at his church. And he came and he preached and he held up a little sign he'd made, not for sale, not for sale. And he made the comment that there was no way that he would fall. And Brother Wagner, it wasn't but six months later, he was out of the ministry completely. And that was years ago and he's never got back in it. When you think you can't fall, you better hold on. Sure enough, Asaph, I'm talking about a real believer in God. Amen, a man that had, amen, how many, how many books, how many chapters do you write? I didn't get to write any. I'm talking about this is a real man of God. This is a blessing. And he's struggling. Be careful now. He's struggling. He's about to quit. What would happen? To that wonderful church you got if you quit. Or you, or you, or you, brother. What would happen to us, Brother Jones, if you quit? Brother Jones, I love you. You're one of my heroes. And if you quit, it's going to devastate me. Amen. 
It would devastate me. Sure enough, Brother Andy, you know what I'm seeing here? Asaph is struggling. Maybe nobody knows it. Maybe Asaph's good enough to go to church and cover it all up. Maybe he has learned how to get up in front of the people and smile, amen, and greet the people. He's memorized to say, everybody rise, everybody be seated, amen. He's told everybody. He's got the, the hymnal memorized. Turn to page number 150, amen, and we're going to sing, the dearest friend I ever had. And nobody knows but God and Asaph. The chastening begins. People are wondering why bad things are happening to Asaph. Man, did you hear about Asaph? Did you hear about that? Did you hear about this? Wonder what's going on with Asaph. I don't know, but man, he must be Job. But they don't know. He's not Job. Asaph is slipping. Asaph is almost gone. Almost. I wonder, how, I wonder how close he was, Brother Brown. I mean, the Bible don't really tell us, but he was, he was close. I mean, he was almost ready to go to David and turn in his notice uh, or perhaps not even show back up. His heart wasn't in leading the songs. Maybe, maybe somebody could tell. Maybe somebody was praying for him. I, I don't know. Nobody, it doesn't tell us they were. Could David tell? Did David talk to him? It doesn't tell us. Maybe, just maybe. Nobody knew but Asaph. And maybe, just maybe, sir, nobody knows but you. Or maybe, ma'am, nobody knows but you. Not even your husband. She, he doesn't even know uh, uh, that you're struggling uh, and you've tried to keep it to yourself. You better hear me now. Uh, this is a warning from God. This is help if you'll allow it to help you. No, oh, God, help us tonight. Asaph now being chastened of God. Maybe no one knows why. He says, if I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of the children. Uh, not only is he being uh, chastened in his cleansing, I've got saved for no reason. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, things just ain't going my way. Why would God let this happen in my life? And sure enough, I see his critical attitude begins to go outward. But I see here in verse number 17, would y'all follow with me? I'm almost done. Can you believe I'm almost done, sir? It just have been two hours. Here's what happens. All this going on in Asaph's life, and then I see until, in verse 17, until, he said, I thought of these things. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Until, I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I their end. My third point tonight and final point, uh, amen, is the end. Uh, Asaph's end. Uh, Asaph comes to church. I believe his mind is strayed away. I believe his heart is not clean like it used to be, Brother Brown. Uh, I believe he's come and he's just huffing and blowing. Uh, her in to get this thing over with. Uh, I believe he come in the church. Uh, he probably uh, got the choir to come up and he probably wasn't as excited about it as he used to be. Uh, he probably said, all right, choir, come on up. Choir come up, got in their places. Uh, uh, the piano wasn't just right, but he didn't really care. Uh, 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 certain people was in the wrong places and, and uh, they started off in the wrong key, but he kind of just smiled because he's done and I'm quitting and I'm leaving. 
Don't even try to make me stay, Eric Brown. You hear me? Oh, sorry. And he goes stomping away, sets down, and the preacher gets up. <laughs> Amen. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Amen. As Asaph begins to hear the message from God, thou castest them down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation as in a moment? They are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream when one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. And thus my heart was grieved. All of a sudden he saw the end. He saw the man of God preaching. And he heard, amen, there's an end to this thing. Hey, listen to me, Christian. This is not all of it. So maybe there's a young lady in here and you're looking at the young lady that's not saved and she seemingly has it all. And she has the phones and the fancy clothes and her dad's gave her a new car and you're struggling because mom and dad won't let you have no phone because you're only 13 years old. Amen. And they've said, no, you ain't old enough to have a phone yet. Amen. I got one clap out of that. Amen. And you can't handle, amen, to have the internet yet, son. You ain't ready for the internet yet. And you're thinking it ain't fair. They get it all. And then God tells us here in these scriptures, get your mind focused back on the end. Then I saw their end. Like God woke up. Amen. And his wrath is poured out on, the, on those that are lost, those that have rejected God. Brother Sutherland, God's wrath begins to pour out on these people. Amen. And Asaph realizes how foolish he was. Oh, listen to him, and I'm done. Amen. Look what it says. He says, So foolish was I. He said, I, And ignorant I was as a beast before thee. Thus my heart was grieved. I was pricked in my reins. He said, nevertheless, I'm continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. He says, God, when it's all said and done and you cast them into a lake of fire, I'll have you. I'll have you, God. We'll walk on the street of gold. Hey, listen to me. We'll walk on a street of gold, pure gold. The city will be made of pure gold. The walls will be made of jasper and the gates of pearl. The foundations of the city will be more of beauty than anything we can even imagine. The stones and the precious things that God puts into the foundations of the city. Oh, but that's not the best part. Amen. We'll have a glorified body. A body like unto his body. A sinless perfection body. Amen. A body with no more sin. No more sickness. No more sorrow. No more pain. Oh, but that's not the best part. We'll be with him. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden it hit Asaph. Oh, God. Oh, God, I was such a fool. 
I got to looking at a car, a four-wheeler, a lawnmower. I got to looking at that, what they got, but it's nothing. Oh, God, look what I'm going to have. And Asaph's mind got back on what it was supposed to be. I read the rest of the chapter. He says, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterwards receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? There is none upon earth that I desire besides thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. Oh, I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. Oh, Ace have got it right. Ace have got revival. Ace have got his heart clean. Ace have got back right with Jesus. And I want to say to you tonight, the person that's in trouble in this place tonight. And oh, you better hear this preacher, it's more than one. The person that's in trouble in this meeting tonight is not going to be the one that runs to this altar. It's going to be the one that don't. The preacher that's in trouble tonight will not be the one that runs to this altar. It'll be the one that stays in the pew. Because this pride will glance around the crowd and say, what will they think if I go to the altar on such a message as this? And you'll hold on to yourself. Are y'all listening to me? Brother Frazier's not trying to be mean. I'm trying to be your best friend. I'm trying to be the one that's trying to help you, uh, amen, and keep you from going uh, farther than you want to go. Uh, oh, sin will get you. Sin will suck you down, uh, Oh my, hey man, you'll never be the same. Hey man, you'll never be the same. So tonight, with every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment, I'm fixing to have Brother Morgan come. I'm going to ask you something tonight. Hey man, would you be honest with yourself? Would you be honest with yourself? Brother Sammy Allen used to say it like this. He said, if you can ever remember a time when you was closer to God than you are right now, he said, then you're backslid. Are y'all listening? If you can remember a time when you were closer to God. Oh, don't you remember when you used to go to church and you couldn't wait to get there? Oh, can't you remember when you used to come in the house of God and all breeze from heaven was in your soul? And you couldn't wait to sing. You'd been practicing. You'd been praying. You'd been even fasting. Oh, God, fill me up with a song for you. Oh, God, let me teach that Sunday school. Oh, God, let me help them people. Oh, God, let me preach today. Oh, God, use me, Lord Jesus. Can you remember when you used to come? to the house of God and your heart was so full of God oh but it's strayed listen to this preacher it's strayed it's not what it used to be you got your eyes off God and on the world and you're still going but you're almost gone you wonder 
Is it even real, God? Am I doing all this for nothing? And so, God, I need your help tonight. Oh, God, I need your help tonight. I'm such a fool. I forgot about the end. I forgot about what you got for me, God. And I got to looking at the present instead of the future. Oh, God, help these people. God, help me. Oh, God, I want to finish right. God, you let me start right. God, you let me walk right. Oh, God, let me finish right. Apostle Paul was so concerned. Oh, God, he didn't want to fail you on the end. He didn't want to be a shipwreck. He didn't want to be set on a shelf. Paul's concern was, oh, God, I want to finish right. God, let me finish right. Let me finish right. And when he was taking his last hours, Apostle Paul said, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith and I've finished the course. And henceforth is laid up for me. Crown.